Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. A bully stole from OP. In revenge, they topped off the bully's apple juice with a liquid Let's just say you wouldn't want to be drinking. We'll get to that story in a bit, but first, I ruined Thanksgiving for all my friends. My friends had the worst Thanksgiving some years back when we decided to have a friend's Thanksgiving. That year, one of my friends suggested that we celebrate Thanksgiving with one another, since we all didn't have families in the city. It would be like in Friends, they always celebrated Thanksgiving together, she said. We agreed that it would be a great idea and decided to do it. One of my friends had a sister who lived in the city, so she invited her sister. I was great at grilling turkey, so everyone knew I would be in charge of the turkey. We had a great cook amongst us, and the sister who lived in the city is a great cook as well, so they were there to take care of the food. We all looked forward to it. There were seven of us in our group, two of us worked for the same PR company, and the other five had different jobs. What we all had in common was that we went to college together. We weren't all friends in college, but everyone was friends with me in college. I was a popular guy in college. I was known for being a campus journalist, and I had to go out a lot of times to talk to people, interview them, and a lot more to gather data for my journalism. So I met many people. The first person I was friends with from the group was my first girlfriend in college. We met and noticed that we liked the same things and had the same interests. We started hanging out so much that everyone thought we were a couple. We would tell them all the time that we weren't dating and they would roll their eyes at us. Since people already thought we were together, we decided to give it a try. We dated for three weeks and decided we were a bad fit. We didn't even really like each other and we were fighting a lot. We chose to not let a romantic relationship ruin our friendship and we went back to being friends. She had two other guy friends and I met them through her. We somehow became a group of four, and she was the only girl. As time went on, I introduced three of my female friends to the group, and we all became quite close. So close that we moved to the same city after college, but all at different times. We did most stuff together. We hardly had the time to be in the same space with one another. The group was hardly ever complete, but whenever that happened, it was always a delight. The girls sometimes hung out together and we guys did our thing, but we could hardly get everyone together. So when our friends suggested spending Thanksgiving with one another, we were excited about it and all looked forward to it. I was in the area where one of the guys lived one evening when I decided to stop by his apartment. As I got closer to the building, I saw him with a woman whose ginger hair looked very familiar. I just knew that I'd seen her somewhere, but I couldn't place a finger on where. When it finally occurred to me where I had seen her, I recoiled in horror. That was my ex-girlfriend. I was sweaty and hot all of a sudden when I saw him kiss her and how she laughed after he had done that and kissed him again. I almost collapsed. I drove back home angrily. I was close to tearing up. I rang another friend in the group to tell them what I had seen and he told me that they'd all been in his house for most of that day. Since they were in his house, they'd probably seen them together and none of them told me. I thought for certain that they all knew about it. 
Seeing my friend with her hurt, not just because she wasn't some random ex-girlfriend, but also because I was madly in love with her. She meant the world to me. When she broke up with me, I was so devastated and became uninterested in living. I just didn't know how I could live my life without her. I didn't want to live life without her. My productivity reduced drastically. I was constantly sad thinking of her, and I would be indoors for days, refusing to go out, not even to work. When I did go to work, I was grumpy and unproductive. My boss was kind enough to ask me to stay back and take compulsory leave. I knew the only way he allowed that was because I'd been an asset to the company. Most of my friends all had come over to do a rescue of sorts. They encouraged me to talk to them and find healthy outlets to handle the end of my relationship. They knew how long it took me to get over that relationship. It was so bad that one day, I smiled and my friends were so happy. They hadn't seen me smile in a very long time. I knew that day, I had to just move on from that relationship. I am a social butterfly, and I'm naturally bubbly and sanguine. Seeing my friends celebrate me smiling when I used to always smile scared me. I decided I would not let my ex steal my joy and consciously work towards getting my groove back on. I could not believe that my friends who knew all of this were comfortable with one of them dating my ex and not one of them even told me. I felt betrayed. The day before Thanksgiving, I went shopping with the two cooks. They noticed something was wrong, but I insisted that I was fine. You don't look okay though, are you sure you're alright? I already said I was fine, drop it. I snapped at her, she was taken aback. Listen, I'm sorry, it's just that I'm just overwhelmed. My other friend nodded and patted me calmly on the back. I understand, holiday stressed me out too. And look at the overwhelming number of people in the store. Her sister rolled her eyes. I know you're stressed, but so am I. Don't take that out on me. I muttered an apology, but she ignored it and kept walking. That evening, I was using the oven for the turkey while the sisters cooked and the others helped out with other stuff. I was to grill the turkey and bring it over to my friend's house, the one who was dating my ex, since we were having dinner at his house later that day. The first thing I did was ruin the turkey. I made sure that it got burnt. It got so burnt that it was very black on the outside. I also showed up late. They kept calling to ask why it was taking me so long because they were hungry. When I eventually showed up, they were relieved, but not after they saw the turkey. They all went about complaining. I just knew we should have grilled it ourselves, one of the sisters said. I didn't reply to their complaints initially, but when they'd all kept quiet, I said, It tastes better than it looks, I promise. It better, one of the guys said as they set the table for dinner. We all sat down to dinner, and I asked what everyone was grateful for. Honey, can we talk about that after we're done eating? Come on, I urged everyone. It's only going to take a moment, and then we can go on with our food. They reluctantly agreed. I'm going to talk with my mouth full though. I need to eat. I'm starving, the friend who was seeing my ex said, and everyone chuckled. We decided on what part of the table to start from and he started. When he said that he was grateful for love, I almost stood and punched him in the face. The others talked about what they were grateful for, good friends, a new job, supportive family members and all of that. When it was my turn, I burst out laughing. We don't have time for your clownery, the food's getting cold. The sister I snapped at in the store said, curtly, You know what I'm grateful for? I'm grateful that my eyes are now open to see the people I call friends. The room went quiet. I guess they were wondering what I was talking about. 
I'm grateful that when I found out one of my best friends in the world is dating the only woman I've ever really loved, I didn't get a stroke immediately. The two sisters were lost, and so was my first friend, the one who I used to date in college. Which of your friends is dating your ex? My college ex asked immediately, her eyes darting from one person to the other. Is someone going to tell me what's going on here? She asked when no one said anything. Oh, you didn't know, I asked, partly disappointed in myself for even thinking that she knew about it. She was my oldest friend in the group, and I should have known that there was no way she would be comfortable knowing that and not telling me. I told her what had been going on, and she was shocked. How long has this been going on, and why didn't anyone mention it to me? Or me? I had no idea they were seeing each other, one of the sisters said. She said she knew my friend was seeing someone, but she did not for once ever think that the person he was seeing was my ex-girlfriend. That is extremely cruel. It's very cruel of you to do that, knowing what we all went through trying to get our friend to move on, my college ex remarked. While this was going on, my friend had his head in his hands. I'm sorry, I'm very sorry. I didn't want to tell you because I didn't want to hurt you. Oh, you didn't want to hurt him, so you chose instead to... Hurt him? I wasn't talking to you, he suddenly yelled. Well, I'm talking to you, my college ex yelled back. I can't believe you all knew and didn't say anything. Shame on you, all of you. One of the guys who had been quiet and hadn't said anything since I mentioned what I was grateful for, and was usually the quietest one, sighed loudly and then turned to me. Listen, I didn't feel like it was in my place to tell you, but I did make him promise to tell you, and he swore that he would. Look, we didn't want to hurt your feelings. There was no way I could break news like that to you, and that was why I didn't say anything, one of my other friends offered. They all soon started to argue about whether their keeping it from me was wrong or right. You can't just lie to your friend for so long and then say you didn't mean to hurt them. At what point do you think it's not going to hurt him? When he sees the bright pink wedding invitation cards? I'm sorry, my friends muttered, except for the guy who was dating my ex. I'm sorry, man. I promise I didn't intend to hurt you. We met again on a work trip. It was so random. I tried very hard to look away, but we were in love. Before he could finish his sentence, I hit him in the face. Everyone gasped. If you ask me, he deserves that, my college ex said, holding up her wine glass. Why are you being so judgmental? You're only making things worse. You know that, right? The sister who was invited quipped. Who were you and why are you even here? She turned to no one in particular and asked, Who invited her? Don't talk to my sister like that. Her sister countered. Oh, is it okay for her to talk to me like that? She only asked you to chill out on fueling the fire. Why are you acting like his spokesman? We're trying to make things right here and you're making it even worse. The friend I had hit was still sitting in shock, holding onto his face. She's still in love with him, he said. What? Are you crazy? My college ex looked mortified. Well, you did confess to being in love with him last year. First of all, that was last year. Secondly, loving someone is not morally wrong. I'm not the one sleeping with my best friend's ex. Can we just eat? I'm very hungry, one of the girls said, holding her tummy. Oh yeah, let's just forget about what he did to me. I replied to her. He was wrong, okay? He's wrong. About everything. But it's Thanksgiving. We can't spend Thanksgiving bickering and hitting each other. Come on. I'm just going to leave. My college ex got up walking to where she had hung her coat. I followed her. Why are you leaving? Is it because of what he said? So what if you were in love with me? Go on, leave, I heard him yell from the dining room. 
She ignored me and left me standing, walked over to where he was seated, and asked him to repeat himself. Really? You want to do this? One of the girls asked. I can't take this anymore. I'm leaving too, the third guy said, and he moved the chair back to stand. He was the one who revealed that they had been hanging out with my friend that day. I heard one of the sisters trying to convince him to stay. This is the wrong time to do all of this. It's Thanksgiving for goodness sakes. We all left our families and decided to spend it with one another. We could all be home with our families having fun, but we chose to be here. And this is what we get? I heard him complain to her. He passed by me in the living room and hissed. It was very petty that you chose today of all days to do this. He walked out and slammed the door. I returned to the dining room and one of the sisters was helping my friend put a pack of ice on where I'd punched him. This turkey tastes like coal. Jesus, the other sister said, reaching out for tissues and spitting into it. My college ex left, the guy I'd hit left, and the rest of us had a quiet, tension-filled night. We ate and bade one another good night. They all had a terrible Thanksgiving. I made sure of that. To this day, the guy who dated my ex and I are no longer friends, but I'm still friends with other people in the crew. What do you guys think? If your best friend has an ex, is it fair game to go out with them, or should you run it by them first? I'd like to know what you guys think in the comments. That said, our final story of the day is, Bully stole from me, so I urinated into his apple juice. Boarding schools have to be the worst idea ever imagined by anyone. I mean that with all sincerity because, seriously, why on earth would you think to make students suffer seven or eight excruciatingly long hours in the classroom, only to go back to the dormitory with the thought that the classroom is only a few steps away? That has to be very traumatizing for students, I know it was for me, and that's not even the worst part. As we all know, teenagers are huge jerks and are prone to making bad decisions at Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Every turn. Because of this, high school bullying is on the rise. Now the teachers and people in authority haven't been able to get the bullying under control. So all the bullied students had to help them through these tough school times were their families and friends back home. But psych... Boarding school students have nobody to help them through their trials. All they get after the bullying from school is more bullying in the dorm. Now, this bullying came in many forms. Some prefer to just beat up their victims just for the fun of it, while others loot, steal, and pillage from their victims. I fell prey to the latter, and one too many times they walked away with my fruits, snacks, my food, and even my Marvel magazines. One day, I decided that enough was enough. They had taken too much from me. 
and I had to fight back. I hit them back eventually, and spectacularly too, but first, let's start at the top. I didn't really have a happy home growing up. Trust me, it isn't a statement to say that my parents hated each other. They fight every single day, and I've never seen them agree on anything. Every time I stay at home, it was as though I was walking on eggshells because literally anything could start their fight. One time, they had a huge fight that lasted over a week. It was so bad that dad had to move out that week. When me, that is me and my younger sister CJ, traced the root of the problem, we found out that their one week long quarrel was started because of a TV remote. Sometimes it's hard to even wonder how they actually fell in love with each other in the first place. I go to my friend's house and I see his parents talking to each other with so much love and respect and I'm just filled with jealousy. Why couldn't that be my family? Why did they have to fight every day? As the fights got more intense, The issue at home started to affect my studies. I was a top-tier science student before it became so bad, but now it was failing. The issue sparked up concern with my teachers because they've known that I was one of the smartest in, well, not just my class, pretty much the entire school. They figured that something had to be going on. When one of my teachers decided to pay a visit to my house, she quickly discovered the issue and she offered a solution. She suggested that they should try out couples counseling. They took her advice and soon enough they started seeing someone. I was so happy about this development because I was sure the counseling was all they needed the entire time. Finally, my house will be as peaceful as my friend Daniel's house. Psych! Again. I expected good to come out of the counseling my parents were attending. And honestly for the first few weeks it looked like they were making progress. They were no longer fighting at home, and they started to be more civil with each other. But one evening, my dad called me and my sister to the dinner table, and he broke the news that they were getting a divorce. The most annoying part about all that wasn't the fact that they were getting a divorce, it was that they were being civil with each other while discussing it. Like what the heck? Where was the loud yelling and broken china when you needed them? I asked them why, because I felt like they were making so much progress. They said they were making progress, and the counselor would help them see that they're not a good fit for each other. They even worked out the logistics of the divorce that night. I was to live with my dad, while my sister was with my mom. We were allowed to visit any time. Anyways, a few months after the divorce was finalized, dad started to date some woman named Tiffany. Tiffany had a daughter named Roxanne. She was the same age as my sister, and I thought we were going to have a similar relationship. But no, we didn't. Tiffany was terrible, and her daughter was just the worst. Tiffany tried to undermine me in front of my dad every time she could, and she made it feel like everything going wrong in the house was my fault. Roxanne, on the other hand, she was just a brat, yelling and throwing tantrums till she gets whatever she wants. Really? My family got divorced to be replaced with this? Seriously, I'll take my fighting parents over the new one anytime, any day. Because at least when they were fighting, I had my sister. Now I had no one. My dad wasn't even on my side. She just takes Tiffany's side. Anyways, as you would expect, my grades dropped even lower, and my teachers decided that I needed summer classes if I was going to get enough points to graduate. My dad had other ideas. He told me that if I didn't get my grades up before summer, he was going to enroll me in a boarding school. I was sure he wasn't going to do that. He was bluffing. But to my uttermost shock, He wasn't. I couldn't get my grades up, so after the end of summer, he told me to pack my bags and he drove me to a boarding school a few towns away. 
I had never been more shocked in my entire life. I still thought it was a joke, a tactic to get me to fall in line, till he got into his car and drove away. It took me a while, but I finally accepted that this was my life then, and I just had to go with it. Anyways, I started attending classes, and boy, it was way different from my high school. The teachers were stricter, and since it was an all-boys school, it was run almost like a military academy. We were required to wake up before dawn to get started on the day and do the chores that are assigned to us. Lateness to anything or anywhere buys you a few hours of scrubbing the toilet. Sometimes you get cafeteria duty, washing a huge pile of plates. I wasn't used to these rules and because of that I fell prey to toilet scrubbing more times than I cared to admit. The first few weeks were the toughest, and not because of the toilet scrubbing. As a transfer student, I didn't know anyone in the school, and I wasn't the best at making friends. It got pretty lonely, and all I wanted was to go home. During the first visitation day, my mom came with my sister, and she promised to get me out of the school by the end of the school year. She had spoken to my dad about it, and it was settled that I'd move to her place. That was the best piece of news I had received in a few weeks and I was just so happy about the new development. She also brought me some snacks and stuff, you know, my favorite beverages and stuff, just a little something to keep me sane. When they left, I walked back to my dorm to keep the things she bought for me, and for the first time, the boy I shared my dorm room with, Julian, spoke to me. He told me to hide my stuff and to not eat or drink them when the seniors were around. I didn't know what he meant, but when I asked him to explain, he just clammed up and wouldn't say more. Then that night, just a few minutes to light out, some of the seniors walked into my dorm room. They walked directly to me and pulled me up from my bunk. They then told me to open my locker. Now, it's important to note that before that day, I had never been bullied before. Bullying wasn't a thing in my former high school, and because of this, I didn't know what to expect. So when they ordered me to open my locker, I refused and asked them why I should. They were really surprised at my audacity. They looked me over for a few seconds, and before I knew it, they were all over me, punching and kicking. Eventually, they stopped, and their leader, Damien, asked me to open the locker again. I had no choice but to oblige. They took all my snacks and beverages and left the room. After their footsteps receded in the distance, Julian helped me up. I asked him what that was, and he smiled and said something along the lines of, Welcome to boarding school. Julian and I stayed up late talking about the school and the seniors. He had been in the school since freshman year, and it wasn't new to him. During the visiting days, the seniors were always on the prowl, looking for junior students to steal from, and they usually resorted to violence if the junior stands his ground. It had been happening for a long time, and it was going to continue to happen. I asked Julian why none of the juniors ever thought of reporting the problem to the teachers and the people in authority. He laughed at me and told me it was only going to make it worse because the teacher won't do anything about it. To me, the teachers and housemasters couldn't care so little about the well-being of the students, so I made up my mind to report the case to the teachers. Julian warned me against this, but I didn't listen. The next day, after class, I walked up to one of the housemasters and reported the incident. He asked me if I could recognize the culprits, and I said yes. Then he followed me to the common room, and I pointed to Damien and his friends. The housemaster walked them out of the common room, and before Damien walked out, he whispered a silent, You're dead, in my ear. 
I was so scared, and I started to think that perhaps I'd made the wrong decision by reporting them. The seniors were all assigned to the kitchen to wash the cafeteria dishes for three days. After their punishment was over, I thought that would be the last I'd be hearing from them, but that was far from the truth. That night, after light out, they came to my room and beat me up again. They were careful not to hit my face so there wouldn't be any evidence, and when they were done, Damien crouched to the ground and told me he would gladly scrub toilets or wash dishes if I were to report them again, but if I did, he'll be back, and it will be worse than the last. I was so scared that I decided to keep my mouth shut. The only thing the housemasters were interested in was dishing out punishment. They didn't really care about trying to stop the whole bullying from happening again. Anyways, the bullying continued in that manner for a long time. Anytime my mom comes to visit, they bring snacks and beverages, and every time I have to surrender them to the seniors, or else I get the beating of my life. One day after class, I sat on one of the bleachers watching the football team practice. Julian came to join me, and we talked about our classes and stuff. When we were done, we started to head back to the dorm. When, out of the blue, I blurted out that I was going to get back at Damien for everything he had done to me. Julian asked how I intended to do that, and I shrugged. I didn't have a plan yet. All I knew was that I was tired of the bullying, and the fact that there was nothing I could do without it. That same day I was in the dorm, I looked out of the window to the grounds. I saw Damien walking past with his gang. He was drinking apple juice. It dawned on me that day that I had never seen him drink anything else. That was how much he loved apple juice. Suddenly... I knew how I was going to get back at him. I turned to Julian and told him I finally figured out how I'm going to get my revenge. Then I hurried to the housemaster to use the phone to call my mom. Visiting day was in a few days and I wanted her to get me some apple juice. A few days later and I walked to the visiting room, I could feel Damien's eyes on me as I jogged past the grounds. I turned to look at him and he had this glint in his eyes. Don't worry, not for long. I hugged my mom and sister and we talked for a little while. The school year was almost over and exams are starting in a few days. She told me she'd already gotten a suitable school for me to finish my senior year. All I had to do was pass my exams. One hour later, they left and I hurried back to my hostel. There were three bottles of apple juice in the bag, so I picked out the two and hid them inside Julian's locker. Then I picked up the last bottle and drank half of the juice. Julian asked me what I intended to do with a half bottle of juice, and I just told him to watch and learn. I walked into the bathroom and peed into the bottle till it was back to the original level. Then I closed the bottle and returned it to my beverage bag. All I had to do then was wait. That night, Damien and his gang walked into my dorm room. He demanded that I open my locker, and I didn't argue with him. I opened it, and they grabbed my snacks and stuff. Damien went through it and his eyes lit up when he saw the apple juice. They grabbed the bag and walked out of the room. I followed them closely behind, making sure they don't see me. When they got to their dorm room, I stayed at the window, peeking inside as they split the snacks. Immediately, Damien picked up the apple juice and without a thought, he opened it and started to drink in quick gulps. He stopped almost immediately and then looked at the bottle again. He brought the bottle close to his nose and he threw it to the ground and started to retch. I knew what was coming next, so I ran to the housemaster's room and told him that the seniors were coming for me. 
He followed me to my dorm room, and sure enough, Damien and his gang were already there beating up Julian. They were given detention and toilet scrubbing duties till the end of the school year. They couldn't touch me till the end of the school year because of their detention, so the last three weeks I spent in the boarding school went without incident. What a beautiful wrinkle knowing that they would go straight for OP's head and using that window of time to get the housemasters to get double revenge. So satisfying. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy story of revenge, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.